Starting at John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let's jump to John 8, verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we can be here this morning. We can be here in the flesh, gathered together, one in Christ Jesus, and that we can come to hear what your word has to say to our hearts, our whole being. And I pray that we would come with listening ears, that we would allow the, your word to examine our hearts and to, and to test our faith and to see that the light that is in us is the light of Christ. Help us, Father. Please help us to not just come here this morning and hear the, the word, but also to be doers of the word. That you would take what I preach, that we would take it to our daily lives and be that light you've called us to be, to shine our light in this dark world. So, Father, help me now to be clear and understood and help us all to listen and to apply. Be merciful, be merciful to me, Father. Be gracious to me. I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. The big question is, can man live without God? Can man live without God? The answer is absolutely no. Because we're going to see Jesus is the light of the world. And there's a reason for light in a dark world. The question I put before us this morning, is Jesus the light of our world? Is he the light of your life? Who is the light of our world if it's not Jesus? Who is the light of our life if it's not Jesus? You might be saying to me, Mark, well, why do we need light? The sun shines. We do most of our work during the day. Why do we need light? At night when it's dark, we sleep. I'm not talking about a physical realm here. I'm talking about a spiritual realm. I'm talking about a spiritual light. A light that we need, that needs to shine in this dark world. In, in this dark world, I mean the wicked and evil, perverse world we live in. All the worldly philosophies, all the world that is full of sin, tainted with sin. When Paul says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, he talks about God our Father delivering us from the domain of darkness. Here he's talking about God rescuing us from the evil forces of Satan, who is the prince in this dark world. He talks about us being rescued from this dark world, from the things that have, that have oppressed us, and that is sin. Just like Israel was a, 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 slave to, to, a slave in slavery to Egypt, they were oppressed by slavery, so we, in this world, we are a slave to sin. And we need to be rescued from this dark world. And, and, and the person that does that is, is Christ Jesus. So the dark world we're talking about here are the evil forces. If you, if you don't um, believe me, then just listen to, I think it's... Um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. 
Put on the whole armour of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we, don't, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We underestimate how dark this world is. How wicked and evil this world is that we live in. Yes, good can still come from it. Let's not take that away. But this world is darker than what we think. Therefore, who is our light in this dark world? Well, you've heard me mention that Jesus is the light of this dark world. He is the light of the world. And He is the light that shines brightly in this dark world. But do we recognize Jesus as the light of the world? Do we recognize Him? Are we seeing Him as the light of this world? Are we, as Christians, as we walk in this dark world, are we using Him as our light? Children, what is this? Torch. And this? Okay, it's also used as a torch, hey James? Alright, why do we need a torch? Yes, to see in the dark. What happens if you run in the dark or walk fast in the dark or walk in the dark and it's pitch black? What happens? Can't see. Can't see. And what happens to you if you try to walk in the dark? Okay, you crash into something. You stumble. You can hurt yourself. That's what happens when we walk without Jesus as a light in the world. Jesus lights up that path. And just like when load shedding happens at night, what's the first thing you grab? Well, you can grab your phone. But, and why do you grab your phone? Because there's a torch on your phone. You need light suddenly. You can't see in the dark. You can't live in the dark. You spend, you spend I don't know how many years in the dark, your eyesight will go. You'll go blind eventually. Your body, your skin will go all funny. The sun needs to, to help your skin with different minerals or vitamins. But I know that the light is important for us, just like the dark is important for us to sleep and get good rest. But we have a lamp and we shine that lamp, especially when it's load shedding, so that we, we can see what we're doing as we walk around the house. We need the light to help us to see where we're walking in the dark. To help us place our feet steadily. There's a story of this boy who decides that he wants to go into the caves. He's 16 and his dad allows him to go into the caves because he wants to go see the bats. So he puts on his beanie and he puts on his lamp and his dad has warned him. He says, you take your beanie with, it's cold in those caves, and you take your lamp. But he says, no dad. I want to do it the old-fashioned way. I want to have a candle and matches still. So he says, that's fine. But remember this. So he gets to the entrance of the cave. He gets his candle. Pretend this is the candle. He lights it. And off he goes into the cave. He gets about 200 meters into the cave. A bat flies past him. And he gets a fright. And he calms down. He gets further. And this flock of bats, and then we call them a flock of bats or a swarm of bats, come his way. And he dives to the ground. And he drops his candle. 
And now it's pitch black and his heart is pumping and he's worried and he's and he's pumping down on the ground looking for his candle and he finds it and he gets in his pocket and he lights the candle and he turns around and he walks back to the entrance. And when he gets there, he's hot and bothered and he's sweating and he takes his beanie off to realize there was a lamp on his head all the time to help him back safely. He didn't have to panic. And how often we forget God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. How often do we forget that Jesus is the light of the world? To prevent us from stumbling, from falling over, from falling into temptation and sinning. We're not perfect and we will sin. Praise God for forgiveness. But how often we forget the word of God. Like this boy forgot the lamp was right near him, on his head. And this is what we want to look at this morning. We, we want to we want to look this morning at Verse 12 of John chapter 8, Jesus is the light of the world. And all I want to do is look at one thing to remind us so we do not forget that Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of our life. So we're going to look at one thing. And that one thing is Jesus is the light of the world. This is not something that we have thumbsucked as Christians. This is not something that we have made up in our Christian belief. This is something that comes from the sacred scriptures, the authoritative word of God. There's one thing I'm enjoying working through Psalm 119, if you've been listening to the Psalms, is that God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And you see that psalmist, how he treasures God's word so much because it keeps him, keeps him, godly and biblical in what he does and within that is God's protection and God's safety God's God is his refuge and his rock and like I said this is not something that we've made up because Jesus himself said in the word that I am the light of the world I am the light of the world there's no arrogance in that it's there's truth in that absolute truth because jesus says i'm the way and the truth and there's truth in that i am the light of the world and he voluntarily and he willingly gave himself up gave up his kingdom gave up everything to come to earth to be sin for i say god made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, that the light might shine in us to be the light to the world. I like what someone said. What do I mean God made Jesus to be sin? Well, God treated Jesus as he committed every sin ever committed by every person who would ever believe. In fact, he committed none of them. That's how God treated him. God treated Jesus as he lived my life like that. God punished Jesus for my sin. But he turns that around and treats me as I lived, as if I've lived Jesus' life. On the cross, 
Jesus took our sin upon himself. So when you believe and you're saved, his righteousness is imputed to you. And you become that light. And your sin is imputed to him. He took our sin upon himself and nailed it to the cross for forgiveness. By the blood, or the shedding of the blood, there is forgiveness of sins. And he became the light of this world so that we would become the righteousness for God. For us to become the light in this dark, perverse world. Not to be clever, smart, to be clever Christians, smart Christians. To be ordinary, godly men and women. Living humbly, obediently and faithfully with our God. Not to outsmart people. Not to outdo people. Not to outlive people. Outrun people. Just to live simple, godly lives. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And those who follow me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And we have the light of life to help us navigate in this dark world. Why do you use your car lights in the night time? It's to help you navigate back home. Or you're going to visit someone. It helps you navigate without killing yourself. And the serious thing is, if we disobey God's word, and we disobey Him being the light to navigate our lives, we will die a death. And be thrown into hell. God has not given us His word to become fancy and clever. God has given us His word so that we can walk in our righteousness, clothed in His righteousness, and that we can honor Him. And then His light is there not just to light up that path so we can navigate ourselves to heaven, to eternal life, but He's also there, that light is also there to protect us. I look back at the Old Testament, and there God, the triune God, said to Israel, I will make you as a light. For the nation so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth you all of us me sorry all of us are the light to the world so that god's salvation can reach into the lives of people not our cleverness not our blessings not our testimonies we witness christ and his works so that God's salvation can reach into the hearts of these people. And this is how Israel was supposed to live. They were given the law. They were, given, they, were given, they were told how to live, told what not to eat. They were told how to worship so that they would be a light to the nations. So that God's salvation would reach out to these neighboring nations. Yet they failed. And how were they called to be a light? Well, I've just told you. They were called to live according to the Torah, according to the Old Testament law. And the Old Testament law is full of loving God, loving their neighbor. You can read about that in Leviticus chapter 19, which they failed. But they were supposed to be a light to the nations so that God's salvation could get into the, the pagans' hearts and rescue them from idolatry, from paganism, so that, because these pagan nations were caught up in worshipping the gods that they made up in their minds. It's the figment of their imagination. Every other religion is a figment of man's imagination. It's all false. It's all a myth. There's only one true religion, and that's Christianity. And Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and life. No one comes 
to me, to my Father, but through me. All other religion is you are serving them and you become a slave to them. But God calls us not to be served, but to serve and become a light to the nations. I think of the children, yeah, and I know some of the adults like the Avengers. They like watching all these movies with Iron Man and Hulk and Thor and Captain America. But do they really exist? No. They're a figment of man's imagination. They are made up stories which grown-ups and children like to watch and to be entertained. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's sad when you've been misled by a false religion because your life depends on that. Your destination depends on that. And what else? The Israelites also saw God's light, not only to their path, to show them the way, but also to help them. The light was there to rescue them from danger as they slept that night. You can read that in Exodus chapter 14, verses 19 to 20. As they slept, God's light was a light between them and the enemy. It says in Exodus um, 13, in Exodus we read, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar or cloud to lead them along the way, and by night as a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. And that light was to, to open up their path so they wouldn't stumble, they would see clearly where they were going, etc. But it was also there to protect them. And the beautiful thing, when the Israelites looked back at the wilderness wanderings, after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, they knew, and they said this in, 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 in Psalm 127 verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Because the Israelites knew, for not by their own sword did they win the land, nor did their own arm save them, but your right hand and your arm and the light of your face, for you delighted in them. And this is what Psalm 44 verse 3 talks about. God was a light to them, and God's light got them in to the promised land. I think of, we have some, I don't know if you, when you go to the coast, and you are interested in lighthouses. We have some really amazing lighthouses along the coast. Where I grew up in Fishwick, which was down the road from Komiki, we had the Slunkup Lighthouse. Komiki Lighthouse, we used to call it. A beautiful lighthouse. When we've been to um, France Kral, there's Walker Bay, and there's, the, there's what we call the Danger Point Lighthouse. Cape Gullis. There's the Cape Gullis Lighthouse. Why are they there? Yes, they're white and red and they look fancy. Are they there for you to take pictures of? They're there because far out in that ocean is a ship that needs that light to be their safety. It's a light between the lighthouse or the coast and them to prevent them from crashing into, into shallow reefs that lie off the coast. Maybe 50 meters, maybe 30 meters. Before the um, Danger Point Lighthouse was installed, I think it was in 1890, was it the Birkenhead ship that was shipwrecked? There was a Birkenhead ship that was coming around the coast that was shipwrecked 50 meters off the coast at night. All the people drowned. All the people died. There was a lighthouse there. 
they would have all lived. God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. That was God's cloud and fire was a light to the Israelites. And someone said, light is Yahweh in action. Light is a lighthouse in action. And Jesus now in the New Testament, light is Jesus in action. He did what the Israelites did or didn't do. He shone his light into the lives of people. Israel failed at that. They were supposed to be the light to the nations, but they failed at that. But when Jesus came, he was the light. Jesus was their true light. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. But sadly, his people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. And as Jesus walked amongst the people who loved the darkness, it was God's word he used as a lamp to his feet and a light to his path. Knowing scripture, knowing God's word, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We just have to look back at Jesus in the wilderness wanderings. What did he use to fight off Satan? What did he use in the wilderness, in, in the wilderness wanderings of temptation? He used God's word. God's word was a lamp to his feet and a light to his path. It shone in places of danger and in places of temptation. That's what God's word is for. It's not for us to see how much of the Bible we know or, or what, we can re, what we can memorize. The most important thing is that Bible is given to us to, to, to sanctify us and cleanse us, our character, so we can live godly lives in this dark world. Whatever, whatever this world throws at us, Whatever Satan tempts us and God tests us, we can use God's word as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Why? Because God's word is sufficient for our lives. God's grace is sufficient for our lives. And Christ is sufficient for our lives. But we need to believe that. We need to embrace that. And we need to help each other to embrace that. We need to encourage each other to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, when things are really looking down and out. But they're not. Because we turn to Jesus and there is a light to our lives. And he helps us. So Jesus became the true light to the, to the Gentile nations and he became the true light to us as well. For us to continue being the light to the world so that God our Father's salvation can reach the lost. We must continue to shine that light into this dark world. But how do we become the light? How do we become that light? Well, Jesus became that light in order that we would become the light to the world. We know he came into this world. He voluntarily came into this world to give us the knowledge of God, to help us know God and understand ourselves in this dark world. He died on the cross and shed his blood for forgiveness of sins, but to give us that light. Scripture says, For God who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory in the face of Christ. Christ has shone his light in our hearts so that we can continue being that light in this dark world. So they can see God's salvation. And be saved. 
But until God shines the light of the gospel of Christ into our hearts, we remain spiritually dark and dead. Our hearts remain dark. We just do as we please. We walk in darkness. But when Christ shines in our hearts, we become the light to the world. And we've got to go to the scriptures. And we've got to go there so that the Holy Spirit, working together with the scriptures, can help us. The, Holy, the scriptures and the Holy Spirit can help us so that God's word can become a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And what do we do with this light? What do you do with a torch when it's dark? You switch it on so it lights up your path and helps you. So what do we do with this light? Well, we allow it to shine before us so that we can walk in newness of life, that we can walk and glorify and honor God in what we do. On the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Only through our good works. Remember we say to be zealous for good works? Only through our good works can people see this light. Can't see light through the opposite to what the fruits of the Spirit is? Patience? Impatient? You can't see light through impatience. You can't see light through anger. You can't see light through unselfish or being selfish or unloving. Light doesn't shine through that. Light shines through joy, peace, self-control, patience, kindness, goodness, joy, faithfulness. And the only way people will see that our light is through our good works. The good works that we perform in this world. Our light shines through our good works. And that, in that way we are witnessing for Jesus Christ, His works and His words. We are taking His salvation into the lives of people. Just like Israel was supposed to do, and they fell. But the true Israelite came, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and He showed us how to do it. Walk in the same manner as He walked. We love one another because we want this light to shine into each other's lives. Yeah, first in the church, then outside this building. We learn to love our neighbor as ourselves. In our workplace, when the jobs are hard and the work is hard and business is down, we continue to shine our lights. When there's someone that needs help, we're the first there to help them. Someone who needs to see our light. And when we've spoken wrongly against, we don't speak wrongly back. We shine our light into those people. We show them who we are. Humble, faithful obedient saints and disciples of Christ Jesus, who is our light. Christians who are more concerned for the things of God will let their light shine before the dark world. That is why Paul is always warning us, take our eyes off the earthly things, fix them on the heavenly things, because that's where Christ is seated, next to the right, the right hand of our Father. There we look to Him, so we can be the light to the world. Someone said here, a simple knowledge of the Bible is not sufficient. However, the believer must be devoted to the Word, meditate on it daily, and obey it faithfully. 
Allow God's word to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So what we've heard here this morning from God's word, that it's true. It's the absolute truth. Jesus is the light of the world. Will we look to him as the light of our own lives? Because there on the cross, he died to forgive our sins. He was buried in the tomb. And according to the scriptures on the third day, he rose again to reconcile us to his Father, for us to be the light of the world. To not to be partners of darkness, but to be partners of the heavenly things, of Christ Jesus. For us to be the light in the world, to walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. So therefore, let us, let us do this. Romans 13, verse 12. Augustine was saved through this first, or Augustine, or Augustine, the great father of theology. He went home one night, and he opened up his Bible, and where his finger landed, it landed on these verses. And this is how they read. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly in the daytime, not in orgies and in drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Let us, what we've heard this morning, let us be encouraged and exhorted to put on the Lord Jesus Christ because He is the light of the world and He is the light of our life. Let His word become a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Let Him become the light to our path. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank You for Jesus. We want to thank You for Your grace and mercy in our lives. And thank you that Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of our life to help us through this dark, wicked world. Through this evil world. But forgive us, Father. Please forgive us when we do sin. Please forgive us when we do fall into temptations and sin. Forgive us when we do not allow your word to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. When we do not allow Jesus to be the light to our path. Forgive us, Father. Be merciful to us. But help us now to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And to no longer gratify the desires of our heart and the flesh. But help us to hunger and thirst after righteousness, after Jesus Christ. So that we may be satisfied in him. So that he might be the light to our path. Help us, Father. Be merciful to us, Father. Thank you, Father. We could be here this morning, once again, in the flesh, hear your word. And be built up in Christ Jesus to become mature in him and complete in him so that we can walk in a manner worthy of our calling, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Help us, Father, please. I pray and ask, pray and ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.